You are listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist Broadcast with our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed. Over the next few weeks, we will be listening to excerpts of powerful preaching and singing from our national conference, which always takes place the week before Memorial Day. We pray that these live recordings will be a blessing and a help to you as you seek truth and a closer walk with God in these days of uncertainty. And now, here is our broadcast for today. And so he's pinning that down, of course, here through the power of the Holy Spirit as the recorder of 2 Samuel gives unto you and to me. And he yet is amazed at God's mercy. And that's something that Brother Powers and I was talking about, about God's goodness and God's mercy how far behind we are in recognizing that and giving thanks unto God for the exercising of those unto you and me. And the psalmist here is still amazed at God's mercy. What God has done in the past is far beyond what he deserves. And yet he says, it's just a small thing, Lord, in your eyes, What are big things to us is nothing unto him. You remember what the king said, Lord, whether to deliver by few or many. It doesn't pose a problem for you. Lord, you can do that which you wish to do. And so here we see David, of course, we're reminded that he was just a shepherd boy. And God brings him out from following the sheep to sitting him upon the throne of the nation of Israel. And yet he says, Lord, that's an amazing thing to me, but it sure is a small thing unto you. And he's amazed at God's manner. He asks the question here, is this the manner of man, O Lord God? Your work is so foreign to man's work. Man's work, watch this, man's work is on the order of bypassing and bringing down. But look at God's work. His work is reaching down and bringing up. And so that's what he has done for him. That's what he has done for every one of us in here who are saved. And as we heard it so eloquently preached earlier, anyone in here can have the same experience if they will come to Jesus Christ. And when Jesus Christ called, amen, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden. That may be in Matthew's gospel, but it's to every person that will come unto Christ and they will be received. So God is still reaching down and God is still raising up and he's taking paupers and making kings out of them. Amen. He is taking harlots and making pure women out of them. He is taking drunkards and making sober men out of them. God is in the business of lifting up. And if God can save some wretch like me, he can save anybody upon the face of the earth, no matter what they've done. I'm still amazed. I'm still amazed. I can't get over it. But number two, I don't want to get over it. Amen. One, I heard B.R. Lakin preach in 1974. 
And he said, this fellow was asked on one occasion. He said, uh, why is it and how can you, through all that you've been through and all the troubles and the heartaches and the trials and you still have the joyfulness about you that you had when you were converted. I've known you for years. How? What's the explanation for that? And he said, that man looked at that fellow and he said, I never got over it all. And it's amazing. Amen. May God help you and I never to get over what God has done for us. And you just think about this, ladies and gentlemen. He'll do it for anyone. All right? Now, notice in the opening portion of verse 22, where we find the Lord's peculiarity is resolute. Boy, I love this. Wherefore, thou art great. And by the way, three times we find that word done all these great things. Verse 21, wherefore for thou art great. Verse 22, the middle of verse 23, and to make him a name and to do for you great things and terrible. So his peculiarity here is resolute. Listen what he says in verse 22. There is none like thee. None. Amen. Now, the gods of the heathen, we read this in Psalms for sure. The gods of the heathen have hands, but they have no help. They have mouths, but they have no mercy. They have eyes, but they have no energy. They have ears, but they have no emotions. They have limbs, but they have no life. They have a body, but they have no benevolence. And they have feet, but they have no faithfulness. The Lord God has all of this and much, much more. And every bit of it is available to you and I who know him in the free pardon of sin. Blessed be his name. There's none like him. None like him. Amen. None like him. Isn't that what Rahab said? Amen. She came to that recognition, did she not? Absolutely she did. There's none. Oh, there's no God like your God. And Jericho, I'm sure, had plenty of God, but there were none like him. Amen. I, I was just reading this morning about Ahab, and I, I can't, there's just some things I can't connect with. And here is Ahab, and Elijah's already told him, it's not going to rain until my word. No dew nor rain until at my word. Well, and so they go on, and the and the mules and the, and the horses and the stock are all dying of starvation. So he sends out Obadiah and he says, you go one direction, I'll go another direction. And we'll see if we can find some water, some grass to uh, save the animals. And then Elijah comes and appears unto Obadiah. And you know the uh, dialogue that went on there. If he finds out, you know, uh, if I go tell Ahab you're here, the Spirit of the Lord will call you away and he'll, cut, he'll kill me. And I serve the Lord and I love the Lord. And you know that. And you've heard of all that I've done. And he said, I'll appear to him. And then this is what got me. And, and of course, I, you know, sometimes you know what it says, but then 
you learn what it says. You are listening to portions of the Hope of Israel National Conference, which takes place each year the week before Memorial Day. This is a prophecy meeting with an old-time revival spirit as Bible-believing Christians from around the country gather together to stand with Israel. If you would like a copy of today's message, please call us at 844-644-4426. Once again, that number is 844-644-4426. And now here is the remainder of today's broadcast. Here is Elijah facing Ahab. And Ahab says to him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? Are you the one that's caused all of this? And Elijah said, no, you have. You brought all of this destruction upon the nation of Israel. I didn't have anything to do with it. You have done it all. And then he goes on and they have the big contest between the prophets of Baal and, and Elijah. Of course, Elijah's God wins. That shouldn't be a surprise, but he won. Okay, and then he takes 450 prophets down and to the brook and slays them. It looks to me, and then when Israel falls on their faces, it's the Lord. He is the God, the Lord. He is the God. looks to me like that ought to somehow touched Ahab. I don't understand that. I really, I, I really, when he goes to tell Jezebel about all he told her was that Elijah had killed the prophets. He didn't tell her about all the other stuff. And I don't, what does it take to get through to some people? Hey, every sinner, if there is a sinner here, you ought to take note of this. You harden your heart against God, you can get into a place it's not that God can't reach you, but you've cut yourself off from God and hardened yourself against him. That's exact because I read too about Ahab that he did more to stir up the anger of God than all the prophets before him. Now, I don't know if that means all of them together or if he's the one that did more than any of the rest of them. I don't know. But I sure wouldn't want that on my record, would you? And why in the world did he not see this is the true and the living God? The fire fell and all that. It just didn't convince him. But there's none like thee. David knew that. I know that, don't you? There's no God like him. All right, now look also here in the latter portion of verse 21 that the Lord's preeminence is reassured. When we read this, he says, hast done all thy great things, all right, to make thy servant know them. Wherefore thou art God, O Lord God, for there is none like thee, neither is there any God beside thee, according to all that we have heard with our ears. And I was reminded of some verses in Isaiah's prophecy, in verse 44, or chapter 44, and chapter 45, and chapter 46, three chapters there, 
Listen to these words penned by Isaiah. Neither, now this, he's writing at the mouth of the Lord, okay? These, these are not his ideas. These are what God is putting in his mouth to write. Neither is there any God beside thee. I am the first and I am the last. Beside me, there is no God. Is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. I am the Lord and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I am the Lord and there is none else. They shall come over and they shall fall down unto thee. They shall make supplication unto thee saying, Surely God is in thee and there is none else. There is no God. There is no God else beside me, a just God and a Savior. There is none beside me. Look unto me all the ends of the earth and be ye saved. For I am God and there is none else. You are listening to portions of the Hope of Israel National Conference, which takes place each year the week before Memorial Day. This is a prophecy meeting with an old-time revival spirit as Bible-believing Christians from around the country gather together to stand with Israel. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16, the Word of God tells us, For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. The world will desperately seek for a wild explanation of why this has happened. But if you are left behind because of rejection of Christ, it will be too late for you. It is our hope and prayer that you will seek the Lord while he may be found and that you'll call upon him while he is near. 